Okay, welcome to another episode of Soberland. I am your host, Lindsay Cowan. Today's guest is my friend and a very funny comedian, Jason King. Hey, I said how that, are you? I said that with more confidence. You said that with a lot of authority, and I appreciate that. Jason I, King. I even did like a... I did a presidential <laughs> thumb thing. I know your name. <laughs> uh, welcome, Jason. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. You uh, host a podcast yourself. I do. It's called uh, Jason is Up Late. Uh, you can find it exclusively on my website, jasonkingcomedy.com, because I'm too lazy to put an RSS feed and have it go to yeah, iTunes. Yeah, but you have a website. That is so cool. Uh, yeah, I made it myself. It's under construction right now, so I'm redoing it currently. But when it's up, I have, I think, 20 episodes of Jason is Up Late. We're trying to turn it into a late night show, so you'll see that soon. Maybe you'll be on it. Oh, my God. Do you guys video record that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah? Okay, cool. Definitely. The late night show for sure. Nice. Well, I should mention that we... Uh, we are doing something very special for this episode. We are video recording this podcast right now for the first time, making history on Soberland. Hey, um, it will be up on the Soberland YouTube channel, and I will post a link to it in my social media, which, if you don't follow me, is Lindsay Cowan, and Jason's is Jason Awesome. Look at that. Is it Jason is awesome? Nope, just good old <laughs> Jason Awesome. Jason Awesome. We don't need full sentences Everyone here. makes mistakes. And choosing their handles. Oh, is Jason is awesome taken? Jason is awesome is taken. Jason King is taken. JK, the guy wanted <laughs> 10000 in Bitcoin. I don't have it. <laughs> Who has Bitcoin? Um, I just saw an episode of Broad City where she found out she had a Bitcoin. I was like, can that happen to me? Where I, it just appears. Is that like t today's modern lotto ticket? I think so. That right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or the golden ticket, Ooh. like uh, Willy Wonka. The Bitcoin ticket. <laughs> the Bitcoin ticket. So rich. Um, this is also episode 10. Is that a milestone? I don't know. Is that cool? I think it's cool. I wish I would have brought confetti. I would have threw it. We should have worn hats. Oh, yeah. We're 10 days old or 10 episodes We're old. 10 episodes <laughs> old and days old. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, I think we actually, you and I met doing a show at Flappers. Uh, is, that is that where we met? Or was it an open mic? God, I think it was Flappers. Yeah. In the, in the Yahoo room. <laughs> the Yahoo room. Oh, sorry. Uh, please book me. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think so. I thought you were really funny. Mm. You also brought people, which is so weird. To the first show? Maybe. Or I people don't liked you so much that they laughed pretty hard for you. I don't normally bring people to Flapper Then you're shows. really funny. Then you're really funny. Do you, I think the last one that we did, which is like when I most recently saw you. How much of an asshole was I in that show when I kept creaking and knocking shit oh, over? Yeah, you sat down on the bench and almost broke it. <laughs> that, but the thing, that was an awful show. There was like two people in the audience. It was one of those where we're just like we're going to turn this into an open mic and all the comics just went right. in the room and we just kind of did our thing. Which it, is I mean I'm thankful for the time but I mean Jesus put some bodies in seats people. That was sad. I was like what am I doing? Yeah you did really good then too. I don't think so but thank you. It's hard to do you lose kind of your momentum when you like you know you're pumped for a show and then you walk in and you're like there's two people here. 100% <laughs> yeah. I think that's, uh, I'm guilty Maybe of that. I should reevaluate my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. But, I mean, that's also a great opportunity to just say whatever you want. Yeah. You know? That's like, true. All right. Work well, out some new stuff. Yeah. It's like, I'm goodbye, whatever good five minutes I was going to do. Hello, yeah. new, I don't know what I'm going to say five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, wing it. That's cool. That's cool, too. <sighs> I think it's called improvisation, oh, Lindsay. I okay. Don't, I don't do that. Take a UCB class. Do some crowd work with the two people. Hey, how <laughs> are you? I know I'm the ninth <laughs> person to do this, but uh, you're from Ohio, huh? Jesus. Oh I God. hate that, too, when the first three <laughs> people just burn every little fucking shred that you could use. Like, every, like everything's done in three comics. You're like, oh. I have nowhere to go. <laughs> I literally like I literally have nothing to say. There's nothing I could say that's going to win these three people over because they've literally heard everything. Yeah. You just got to do your jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> not cutting it, bro. And you're just like, all right. Yeah. Kill me. 
Uh, so you actually host the show. I do. Uh, it's called Weird Science. I like that name. It's a good name. What What inspired that? The movie. <coughs> um, I think that uh, me and my co-host Andy Pupa are both very odd people, mm. and uh, I think it was just a weird name. He liked it. I liked it. We kind of rolled with it. I mm. think we're both fans of the movie too. Actually, I've never actually seen the movie. What should I? Oh, it's really good. I don't. What is it about? Um, basically, these two dudes bring a robot female to life. Oh, oh okay. They, like, I've heard of that. Date her and try to. Fuck She's her. like super hot, and they're like yeah. kids. Super eighties. Yeah. Kind super. Of, kind of inappropriate. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you're an adult. I'm an adult. She's an adult, but they're not. I mean, I think they're supposed to be. Oh, they are. I think they might be college. Ooh, actually, they might be high school kids. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, anyway, it's in Long Beach. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, give us the details oh, in sorry. case anyone wants to go. Uh, if you want to go, it's in Long Beach Beer Lab, second and third Thursday. Uh, starts at eight. Come by. Great beers. Good people. Good people. Great laughs. Oh, cool. I'll have to do your show sometime. I hope you do. I will. Uh, I'll send a booking request. You're, you did. I know. Actually, you didn't send me a booking request. No, you sent I just me an asked in- you. I was an like, Instagram hey. DM. I was like, hey, I have. Some, I want to put you on the show after the new year. I'll text you when I have dates. I know. And I had some dates, and you're like, hey, thank you for the dates. I haven't been doing comedy. I want to be honest with you. Yeah. And I need to pass. And I was like, thank you for being honest. Yeah. It makes me sad. When I think about how I'm not doing comedy. It's all right. But then that just needs to be motivation to do it. To right. get back out there. Give it the old college try. <laughs> it's like getting back on a bicycle. I always like, I, no, I always, not at all. I know, but <laughs> it's like, it's hard to restart. It's really hard to restart. Yeah. I mean, once you kind of like kick yourself in the butt and do it and get going and get that, like your mojo back, it's good. But just like that initial push is hard. Yeah, I would say that initial three weeks, if you're doing it like three or four times a week, is like, bleh. Yeah. Do you ever go have periods like that where you just kind of take a break? 100%. I just went through one. Like, mm-hmm. I stopped uh, probably, like, uh, if you're familiar with the L.A. comedy scene, it just kind of takes a nosedive, like, in November, December. And then... They all fly fly home Everyone goes home. No one's winter. around. The mics are empty. It's just... It's a real lonely spot to be. Mm-hmm. It really is. If you're not booking a show and you're only miking, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, I got to stop because this is, uh, <clears throat> I mean, for today's topic, you know, depression. Like, I have gnarly seasonal depression, and it's like, this isn't good for that. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, so I kind of took a break, and now I'm, I come out of that in the middle of January. Now we're in the middle of February, and I feel like now I'm finally going. Yeah. Like, I'm almost three months into the new year. It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. When, I, when is it? When am I going to get out of that seasonal depression? Because I right. get that too. When yeah. it's, which is strange to say, because we live in LA and the weather's like pretty good, but still, it. I mean, like, I would say excellent. But the actual season does have a, an impact on my depression. Right. But um, yeah. So we we wanted to talk about depression today. If you haven't. If you haven't been listening, <laughs> um, which is why I'm wearing my smiley face T-shirt. It's very, very nice. Very appropriate. Thank you. I'm tussle my hair. Um, so I struggle with depression and so do you. I do. Yep. Um, so y- how long have you, um, like your whole life? Yeah, I would say like my whole life. Uh, I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but I kind of... I don't know. Yeah, I I would say I'd struggle with it my whole life, uh, and it's biological and I think like situational. Like I haven't had parents since I was thirteen, which yeah it was a huge surprise to me. I didn't know. Right. So, uh, yeah, my mom had like a gnarly nervous breakdown, and wound up getting like our house foreclosed. Like, that story in itself is so gnarly. Like, some lady showed up and was like, okay, like, you have, like, 20 minutes to get your stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it was, like, a house I lived in for, like, ever. Anyway, uh, she had, like, a gnarly breakdown, and then my dad had been in and out of prison. And then me, my sister, and my brother were just kind of left to our own when we were, like, 13. I was 13, so my sister was 16. My mm-hmm. brother was 8, oh, wow. 9, yeah. 
Wow. So yeah, it was it's gnarly. It was gnarly. So, and I think I, like I was saying earlier, like I didn't really know I was depressed or had depression until like later, later. Mm-hmm. Like I was like twenty four. Yeah. And I finally realized like, oh wow, this is <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah, I actually talked about that on an episode I did about anxiety, about how I was having like panic attacks for a long time because I didn't realize what I was experiencing, which is anxiety. I think that can be another thing uh, with depression is, you know, we don't talk about it a lot, especially as kids. You don't want to like bum kids out (laughs) and be like, this is depression. But so you don't really know why you feel that way. How many, how bad was your, were your panic attacks? Um, Pretty bad, like where I went to the ER, or they had to call the paramedics. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I had a couple of those. Yeah, you, think you, think you think you're dying? You think you're legit dying? Yeah. <laughs> I had one at work. I mm, same. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most embarrassing thing. I've actually think I've had most of mine at work. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, which makes sense. It's like it can be a stressful place, but um, but yeah. So back to depression. Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh yeah, can you do your your mic warm up real quick? <laughs> Oh, dad, dad, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I was like, let's check the sound on the mics. And he did, did that. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, it's the weird tick. Okay. I don't know. I love saying that's just so funny to me. That's just a funny <laughs> saying. I'm going to use that one from now on. Do it's, it. great. it's a good, it's a good warm up. I highly encourage mm-hmm. anyone just to. You know, whenever you see a man doing a good thing, you'd be like, that's my dad. <laughs> you know, that's what I say. <laughs> like, it's tough to give dudes compliments, you know? So, I yeah. don't know. I see a dude, like, t- you know, holding his son's hand. I'm like, hey, hey, dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know. Okay. Um, I love it. I just, I want to emphasize that depression is different than being sad about something it's like state versus trait kind of thing like it's not just circumstantial because like you had a breakup or whatever and i'm sad but it's like much deeper than that um i think it can sometimes be triggered by something and sometimes can just appear out of nowhere which is always fun when that happens yeah why am i so bummed out right now um those are the worst when you have to like wake up and be like what mm, yeah you just can't get out of it. No. But um, I kind of wanted to go through my thought process with depression because um, I have been struggling with it pretty badly the last two weeks. I realized, you know, it obviously starts with some kind of like emotional pain. Any kind of negative feeling can kind of trigger that usually. And it starts with like the thought of that. And uh, usually in that stage, I'm like crying or indecisive I the other day I was like uh I drove to the grocery store got out of my car went in walked around was like I don't know what I want and I just left and then I went to a restaurant and I sat outside of it and I was like I don't want this and I went to like another place and I was like I don't it was just like yeah. I'm just driving around town and I can't figure out what it is that I want or need um so maybe that's why Maybe you needed to drive around. Yeah, which I've found is actually pretty therapeutic sometimes. Uh, listening to like blasting some music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I, you know what really works for me. Honestly, this is the lame. Like singing along to music. Yeah. Like really, like does something. Like turns something on. And I'm like, oh, okay. I agree. It does. Yeah. Or dancing. Oh, I don't know. I haven't really danced. Does that really work? Yeah. It, even if you like dance in your car. Okay. Just like let some movement happen okay. in your life. I gotta try that. I don't know. I'm more <laughs> of like a, you know, I just yell, sing. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. No, that's fun. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think also I will get very like fatigued and overly tired. I think maybe because, is it my depression takes a lot out of me? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. But uh, yeah, I'm really tired and just kind of like, no motivation to do anything. Don't know what to do. Just like a blob sitting on my couch or my bed just like would you say you have like a lot of hopelessness is yeah that where you're at where you're just like i don't like no direction yeah i think right now um the things that have been kind of like triggering this is like what is like my purpose i don't i know that it's like really deep but like mm-hmm. what am i supposed to be doing with my life i For don't sure. you know i just i still don't feel like i'm fully pursuing i don't know my calling or what even that is. And I think also I uh, do get lonely. I live alone and I've been single for a long time. And 
all of my friends are either married, engaged, or in long-term relationships. And so um, when I end up being alone a lot, I can I notice I get depressed too. So those are some things that trigger me. For what sure. about you? I think, um, you know, we... How old are you? 30. You're 30. Okay. I'm... Also 30. Oh, hey, what's no, up? I'll say that. That's what it is. I'm 30. I'm 30. We're 30. Um, <laughs> I would say there's a lot of pressure on us to find that thing. Like, we've been sold this idea that we have this grand purpose, that we have to find the perfect job, that we have to find the thing that defines us. Mm -hmm. And that's just an absolute lie. Yeah. It's a lie. And that's the part that's so hard to get your brain to overcome is like, hey, like you can piecemeal your happiness together. Like you don't have to have the grand plan that everyone thinks they have. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that. And if they do, it's a lie. <laughs> I think you're right. We are like fed this thing where you have to like find, yeah, your calling, be super successful at it, like make this huge impact. It's like, how are all of us in the world supposed to do that? <laughs> right. I think, I think it's like, you know, what's with a thousand tiny cuts mm -hmm. is, is the way it's supposed to work. And it's like, what blows me away, what trips me out that I always think about is like at my age, my parents had three kids. Mm. I, I couldn't, I would explode. I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my brain around having three kids right now. Yeah. And it's just like, how is it that they, they could do that, right? Mm -hmm. And 30 years ago, and here we are. And it's just like, we're, we're, this isn't a knock against you or me. It's just like, we're barely keeping it together. Yeah. No, I, I know. Um, it can't be, it can't be. It's it has to be the product we're being sold because it's like how how else uh, we're not that far apart we're yeah. thirty years apart yeah I think also living in L A where lots of people are like pursuing this pursuing a dream but yeah so that's kind of like my first place where I enter with depression and um, I think sometimes it then goes to another level where I think like the question like what's the point. Um, like what's the point of doing this? What's the point of even going on? It's not like a like I'm being overly dramatic, like wanting attention. Like what's the point of like living? Like feel bad for me. It's like a genuine question that I have. Like like what is the point if I'm gonna continue to be disappointed and lonely? Right, and right. I think that like I would say like speaking from a person who's not currently like in a really gnarly downswing uh, to someone, I would say, would you say you're in a downswing? Yeah. Or no? I'm coming out of it. Are you coming out? I it? will. I'll, yeah. We'll get into. Yeah, there's a another part of this. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But, um, yeah, I would say, like, uh, I think for me, I don't know. They're basically kind of like suicidal thoughts. I know saying that word is like, no, we don't say that. Like, that's... That's not yeah, okay, I mean, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, I would say like, I, I when you get to that point for me, like that's like, I don't know if we can talk about like systems or like I don't know what like what your what your flagging system is internally. Mm -hmm. If you start to have like those type of thoughts, like again, when you don't know what you're in, when you start like you're just kind of doing this on your own, you're not talking to anybody. And, you know, you start saying, like, well, what's the point of getting out of fucking bed if I'm going to go to work? I'm just going to be upset, you mm -hmm. know? It's like, you know, if you start having that, like, you are way down in the hole. Yeah, no, no, no. When I when I get to that point, I it's scary, and I realize, like, okay, like, I need to stop. And you kind of... I'm being very honest here. Uh, right. <laughs> when, um, when I get to that point, I think... I try to get myself out of it. I think of, like my family and my friends mm -hmm. and how much they love me and how much it would really bum them out, not bum, devastate them if I ever did anything to hurt myself. So they're obviously a huge thing on my mind. And then I also recognize that my depression is, it's a, these are my thoughts and it's my depression. It's not the reality of who I am or what I'm, you know, that I'm actually struggling with this disease right. and uh, recognizing that helps me kind of turn it around as well. When did you start recognizing that you had depression? Um, I think 
I realized it really when uh, I started drinking really heavily. And when I would be under the influence, those suicidal thoughts would come out mm-hmm. more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I would get like when I'd be sober the next day, I'd be like, why? I can't believe I was thinking that like last night. Like, that's so scary. Um, so that was kind of like the first I can remember of it kind of being getting a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, when I quit drinking, um, I definitely saw my depression get much better because alcohol is a depressant for sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely gotten better in my sobriety and most recently it kind of popped up again. You're asking about that because, um, I, um, I've been taking Zoloft, which is a antidepressant. I actually originally initially took it for anxiety and, it's my first time with any kind of medication and I had a lot of hesitation going into it because um, I didn't want it to like alter my personality or mood. I didn't want to be reliant on something. Mm -hmm. Um, I always heard like the coming off of it was pretty brutal. Right. So I didn't, you know, go into it with a lot of confidence. Um, And (coughs) sorry, I still got this little cold. Oh, now Mm. she tells me. Um, but so, so yeah, I've been on Zoloft and I've kind of messed, kind of been learning about the dosage. I started off with 50 and then this doctor bumped me up to a hundred without even really a reason for it. She's just kind of like, this is the standard amount. And I was like, okay, you're a doctor. And after being on that for a few weeks, I started having some really weird symptoms, like just really foggy brain, um, like things like that naturally boost my mood, like coffee or hiking or things like that. It was just like too much, but right. with that and the medicine and like one, a couple times I'd wake up in the middle of the night and like part, like my leg was completely numb. Like it's not like because of the way I was sleeping. It was just, it was really bizarre. And I was like, okay, I think this is too, too high. And so I, sure. I contacted the doctor and they brought me back down to 50. And so I've been on that for a few months and, um, I think this entire time I've still had a lot of hesitation with taking it. And because of that, I haven't been consistent with my dosage. And especially recently, yeah, I, I mean, it was like every other day I was taking it, sometimes missing two days. And that's out of fear? Like out of, I out think of hesitancy? It, yeah, sometimes it'd be like I forgot to take it. But I, I, always, I also take this other pill, and I always take that one. It has nothing to do with mental health. Um, but I always take that one. But it's like, so that kind of shows me like uh, there's something with this one that's just kind of a turnoff for me. I do have like a fear or hesitation with taking it. So I, my dosage was really inconsistent. Are and you are you taking this in with a therapist? Um, sort of I, like I go to therapy every or? week. I mean, it was a psychiatrist okay. that prescribed this, but I go to therapy every week. And so I was in therapy and I was telling her about how I've had these like depressive episodes and just for some reason, well, she mentioned, she asked if I was still taking the Zoloft. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but I haven't been really consistent with it. And she was like, her eyes got like really wide. And she was like, no, no, like you can't do that. Like that's what's probably causing this. Like you can't, you have to take it every day or yeah. it's going to make your depression worse. And she kind of went and did this whole like spiel. And I was like, oh, like I didn't realize. I mean, she's right. No, I know. I, I always thought the coming off of it, you know, completely was like harsh on you. But I didn't realize that like missing a day would be this make much this much of an impact yeah i mean these are like uh ssris so it's like they're yeah. they're your you know your your brain's like you want to make it mm-hmm. it's already sputtering and then you're kind of feeding it then not feeding it it's fucked up yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean it it basically did the opposite of what it's supposed to do and made it by depression really bad and which i wasn't even taking it for depression like i said it was for anxiety so it ended up really uh it got scary that's interesting that you would take Zoloft for anxiety, like that seems like such an extreme reach for anxiety. Well, I mean, unless it was like crippling. It wasn't. I mean, it it really. I think that I can manage it in other ways, and so um, that's why right now I contacted my psychiatrist. I told her I want to get off of this because, for the reasons I just went over. Right. And she was like, "Okay, so I'm in the in the process of slowly coming off of it. Currently on 25 milligrams a day, and then eventually." I'll come off of it completely. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, that this has been the scariest that my depression has gotten because I'm, I've been sober and like totally there and still oh, wanting yeah. to like yeah. hurt myself mm-hmm. to the point where even like thinking how. And that's when I was like, this isn't me. This is <coughs> something is off. Like 
So um, I'm just, I'm really thankful that I brought it up to my therapist because I know that talking about depression and suicidal thoughts is like scary. And you always wonder how people are going to react if they're going to like throw you in like a, I don't know, some kind of institution or home or something. Or yeah, I think when you're talking with inexperienced people, definitely that's yeah. a fear. I think that, you know, you got to remember that you can put thoughts outside of your brain. That's a safe place to put them. You can say them out loud. Yeah. You're not acting on them, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of, um, that was a huge learning experience for me. Well, and you're I still kind of learning, like, currently, right? Yeah. You're kind of, you're, you're trickling out of it. Mm -hmm. How long until you're going to be completely off of it? She said, like, I could start, like, this sometime this week. So. Okay. I mean, I feel like I've already kind of experienced the worst of it with this inconsistent dosage. It was, like, it was really scary and not okay. And so I just, I wanted to share this because I, I mean, I, it, it makes sense now that, you know, I, I'm saying it out loud. But mm -hmm. I really didn't realize that, like, missing dosages here and there would make this much of an impact. It really does. Right. I also think that, like. Yes, I think that you should take your prescribed dosage. And if you do have an open relationship with your doctor, it's okay to talk about how, like, maybe I'm going to only take 50. Like, you prescribed me 100. I like it at 50. Like, I'm going to break this in half or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, going that route. Like, you know your body. They don't know your body. Yeah. They can only know what textbooks have told them and maybe some personal experience. But mm -hmm. that's it. You know, you got to really listen to yourself, especially with these kinds of drugs. Yeah. Like, uh... uh I think when I when I was really in a, the gnarly throes of my seasonal, like I got on Lexapro, mm -hmm. and uh, made me feel like a zombie. Really? Yes. Because that's what they wanted to put me on. They're like, "Well, if you're gonna get off Zoloft, why don't you try Lexapro?" And I was Lexa like, "I just don't want to be on anything." Oh, Lexapro! It felt it. My entire life felt like a dream. Mm. Like it felt like I never was awake, but I was never asleep. Okay, I was just kind of here. I didn't want to hurt myself. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't I didn't have any drive. I couldn't have sex. <laughs> mm. You know? It was yeah. just like That's a common Oh, your my 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 no. poor penis didn't work. <laughs> it was just like nothing worked. Yeah. You know? And then you have to have like for me it was like again, like since I would say it's a newer thing depression is like in the last like 5 years is yeah. that kind of a thing. So, like, for me, like, you know, it's a huge learning curve of, like, first I tried, like, rigidity, like, systems. Like, okay, no drinking. You're not going to drink. You're not going to get depressed because you're not going to drink, you know? And it's like I wake up every morning. I brush my teeth. I make my bed. I do this. I do that. That doesn't work. You know, you fall back into these other things. You know, you try medication. You try their way of medication. Like, when I had crazy anxiety when I was having panic attacks at work, take Xanax. Mm. Pop a Xanax. Yeah. No problem. Uh, I was thinking so much Xanax. I had an episode of sleep paralysis. You ever had that? No. Uh, you're awake, but you can't move any part of your body. Oh, wow. Uh, nothing works. It's like uh, you're Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. Y and that's it. And that's how you come out of it. You have to like slowly work every part of your you're body. Like, why is there Vaseline on the side of the table? Why? What has happened to me <laughs> in the last yeah. five hours? <laughs> In my own home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like you, you, I had to stop taking Xanax because of that. So are you on anything right now? No. I, okay. I mean, I think we kind of share, like, maybe the same similar theories. Like, I didn't have access to health care uh, when I was, like, er earlier, you know, 24, 25, when I started figuring out, oh, you're super depressed. I was, I didn't have health care. Mm. I had a girlfriend who had health care. And so she... <laughs> well, how does that help? Well, I'll tell you a story. Uh, she, like, we wrote down all my symptoms. She went in, mm. and she, like, laid it all out, and they gave her a bunch of medication. Oh, jeez. Right. Which they gave, which she gave to me, which worked in a, in a sense. Uh, never to the full potential, I'm sure it could have, but, like, that was my first foray into, like, medications, was, like... Illegally. <laughs> illegally trying to get help because I don't have access to health care. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. So um, there's, like, a huge, like, I can't imagine what people without health care are doing. I, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Or just not doing it. They might have health care, but just going to see a psychiatrist, even with health care, can be hundreds of dollars. Oh, so. yeah. Or, I mean... But... <sighs> yeah. Um, the thing I've... Because I've opened up about this. A lot of people have reached out to me. Actually, that's how 
you reached out to me. I posted on my Instagram story that I was currently in the process of coming off antidepressants and it was really difficult and just kind of like, does anyone have any advice? And it was like overwhelming. I mean, I've never had so many people message me um, in my life and people just came with like stories about like how they got off something and uh, they were having like electric shocks in their brain and their body. It was like sounded like just terrifying and just you know stories like I have and so Oof. it just sounds like I mean does it do more harm than good it sounds like everyone has like pretty negative story I mean I'm sure there's some success stories with it I think so I think it, it varies from person to person and I think it's like you know no drug is perfect no drug's going to give you all of the answers no drug there's no fix at all drug like you have to put in your side of the work too I think that's a big part of it. I think yeah. it could be a big boost. And I think, like, for some people, like, I have a really, a very good friend who's, like, on a lot of, like, antidepressants or, you know, folk, like, different types of drugs. So just kind of, he's got to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think, that's yeah. That's just I th- part I of it. I think that makes sense. When it's, like, crippling, you cannot survive without it, then maybe that's time for it. But in my my case where I've, probably really didn't need to be prescribed this like they should have been like let's look at your lifestyle like go to therapy other things that are like more holistic and to help with it as opposed to just take this pill i mean plus it's like again a good learning experience for you and maybe this isn't your type of medication yeah that's true maybe Maybe you are more of a holistic excuse me eastern medicine type way to go like maybe that's the way to do it and some people they just like some people like they got to get up. They got to go work for the government. They got to take these five pills. Yeah, and that's that. You yeah, know? everyone's different. No. Everyone's different. Yeah, so I don't think there's. I don't think there should be a negative connotation to take medication. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I do think people overprescribe for sure. Yeah, and I think the fact that I already had that negative connotation going into, <coughs> going into it, that like I said, prevented me from taking it as prescribed every day. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I had just gone in with it, like gone into it with a better attitude. I would have had a better experience. I don't know. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one way to look at it. I also think that, like, I think Zoloft for anxiety is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, that's, I mean, okay, I, at me all you want, I don't think it's a good drug for, for anxiety, for, like, a typical. Generalized like, anxiety. Yeah, I would have been, like, here's what I would tell you is I would be, like, get yourself a hemp-based CBD oil. Mm-hmm. Give, have, have two droppers of that in the morning. Do some yoga. And see if that... Watch that wash away. Yeah. If you could do that for a week straight, guaranteed you won't have anxiety. Yeah. So now I'm coming off of this, and uh, we'll see. Is it quite the bummer? Are you pretty bummed out? Like, I I mean, I gave you some, like, basic tips of, like, baking cookies, being around your friends, like, just doing stuff. Yeah. Um, I So it was really a bummer and really scary when I didn't realize where my depression was coming from. And then once I like spoke with my therapist and my psychiatrist and I realized that it's probably stemming from this inconsistent dosage, um, that gave me a lot of, I guess, peace that I had an answer. I was like, oh, okay, okay now I got a plan. I'm going right. to come off of it and then I'm going to start feeling better. It gives you some hope. Right. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel a little funky and weird and not myself, but um, I kind of have that hope that in a week or so I'll start to feel normal again. So that's kind of helping me. Kind of shake it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good like little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's really nice to have. Um, so let's. I feel like I've been telling my story. Yeah. Can no, I mean, yeah, that's so why people d- listen. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> Duh. What is your? So you're not on anything right now. No. Are no. you struggling with depression still? Um, I think yes. Like I'm trying to find a new therapist. Uh, I had a couple of therapists, and then I, I moved, and, you know, we just kind of, I didn't have a good relationship with one of them, so I was just like, nah, bye, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and just trying to find one, that's been a real struggle. That's depressing. Yeah, that's hard. Because it's like, I have been, uh, when I lived alone, I found myself put pouring myself more into creativity when I was depressed. Mm-hmm. Um and now that I live with someone, like, I find myself, like, taking it out on her, on her. Like, I'm not creating. I'm not solving my problems. I'm just being mad. I'm just upset. Mm. And it's just, like, that's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all. Um, but, no, I mean, I, like, I, 
I would I would identify more with you in the holistic approach, in that I had such that gnarly episode with Xanax like that is frightening. Mm-hmm. Like that is like that like altered my perception of medication. Yeah. Like I for always thought if you take a pill, it does what it says. Yeah. And that's that. And that like wasn't the case. And it was just like, oh, fuck, like anything can happen. Yeah, they're powerful drugs. <laughs> right. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to put myself in a person who barely knows me in their hands, like in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I can if I can avoid it. Yeah. Um. So I you know, I, I really looked into like. Uh, just like mindfulness was like a big thing for me, a big discovery, Mm -hmm. just kind of like meditation, kind of taking care of myself. Um, I think like just because of the circumstance and the way I grew up, like I love to take care of other people before I can take care of myself, Mm -hmm. which is a, I think a common thread for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you kind of have that, but no, I mean, I think, um, I think that can be a good thing too. I mean, it can harm you and hurt you. I think because Helping people kind of like makes me feel better Absolutely. in a good way. Absolutely. So it's not like you know. I think you should give definitely one hundred percent. But if that's harming you, if, if you're neglecting your self care right, and yourself, and I, then right. And I think that like that was me for a long time. Was I would bury myself into, um, you know, I did improv for a long time. I, I I've always had like really good like public jobs. I worked for two different cities doing Parks and Rec. Uh, I worked for a city hall. I worked for uh, Fresh and Easy. Hey, shout out to Fresh and Easy. Fresh and Easy? Yeah. What is that? It's an, a market that's closed. It was like a big thing for like oh. three years. Uh, <laughs> and then now I work in a nonprofit. But um, just, yeah, I think giving is a big part of my personality too. Mm-hmm. But if you're giving to distract yourself from, from taking care of yourself, your, then that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah. Right. And then it's destructive. Y- and then it, yeah. it's like, I'm going to be just helping everybody, mm-hmm. but living so ragged mm-hmm. on the inside. It's like, that is so crazy to live there. Yeah. And like, again, speaking from like, you don't know it until you're in it or you're just beyond it. It's like, Oh my, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to share this kind of interesting uh, little thing that my therapist and I did, uh, kind of which helps emphasize how depression is really our thoughts and not reality. So we made, I'll do it real quick. We made this like little chart. I'll I'll show you. So if you get a piece of paper and you get a pen, uh, right, draw a line down the middle like that. You may want to show our viewers at home. I will. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a line down the middle. (laughs) Of a piece of paper. And so then on, like, the left side, um, right on the top column, the most depressed I've ever been. And then on, that's the left. On the right side, the happiest I've ever been. And so what she did is she went through um, some common thoughts that come up in depression and she asked me to rate myself in each column one to ten obviously ten being like the most so she said things like um i'm worthless and she was like when you're depressed how much do you believe that and i was like probably like a nine and she's like well when you're like the happiest you've been maybe like you killed you know you had a great show or you're with like your best friends or whatever like how much do you believe that and i was like probably like two like barely at all you know right um what's like another common um thought that you have nobody likes me okay no one likes me how much would you believe that when you're depressed oh a nine or a ten easy okay and then when you're like you know it's your birthday zero (laughs) everyone loves me okay it's your birthday um or like and one that i have is like this is how it's always going to be or it will never get better. Right. Um, like, this is forever. Yeah. yeah. Like, my life's just going to suck forever. forever. When I'm depressed, like a 10. When I'm happy, I'm trying to think, like, what makes me happy? I always try to think I can sustain that. When so I always keep, like, a 3 or even a 4 on that. Like, yeah. Like, this will last forever. What makes me really happy is when someone reaches out to me and tells me that the podcast like had a positive impact on their life that like makes me the happiest uh, you know that I can think of and that so 
I mean, that's like a zero. Or, I mean, you're right. I should be kind of balanced. Maybe like a two. Uh, no, I mean, be honest with yourself. I mean, if it's really a zero, you yeah. know. And so this is what this is the process that my therapist and I did. So I'll show you. So, yeah, there's one column with, if you're watching the video, if you're not, you should be. <laughs> uh, one column when I was most depressed and when I was the happiest and I rated it. So that's what we did. And then I kind of threw in this idea that I had, like throwing like a fact, like I have blonde hair, Ooh. which I do. How much do I believe that when I'm depressed? Ten. How much do I believe that when I'm happy? Ten. Because that's like an actual fact. That's true. And I think that really that showed me that these are, f are just thoughts. This isn't reality. I can change these thoughts at any moment and I can get out of this depression at any moment, you know? Nice. That was a helpful thing for me that I recently went through. I like that. I, I tend to think a good visualization tool, uh, if you're at home, this is a great list. It's a great thing to do. Yes. Uh, it's good to visualize your depression. Uh, for thoughts, uh, what I got from a great app, Headspace, I don't know if you've used mm -hmm. it, uh, they often say that your thoughts are often just cars on a road. Or clouds. Or clouds passing overhead. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can just watch them pass by without any fear. Mm -hmm. Like it, you're just sitting and watching them. Yeah. They're not actually you. You're not in the cars driving. You're not in the clouds flying. Mm -hmm. You're just sitting there by yourself. Yeah. And that's like a great like, oh, yeah, it's like it's OK to have these thoughts mm -hmm. long as you're not getting behind the wheel and taking those thoughts to the next level. Yeah. And I think it's also n not like just avoiding the thoughts and like trying you know, just pushing them aside. It's actually just kind of like dealing with it, letting it kind of come over you and pass by. Too. Acknowledging, like, it, definitely. acknowledging it. Yeah. Definitely acknowledging those thoughts. And like it's OK to have them, you know. Yeah, and it's that's that's part of it. They are scary. Yeah. Again, it's like if you if you don't know if you've never had it and the that first run in with it, you're like, whoa, yeah. this is gnarly. I could take my brain anywhere, <laughs> anywhere it wants to go. You're like, I can be, a s I can fly, I can be a superhero. Yeah, I don't know. I think like, so I think for seasonal depression for me, like my birthday, I share a birthday with my dad. I was born on my dad's birthday. When's your birthday? January 6th. Oh, so it just passed. Just passed. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Uh, and so I'm always bummed out from like, it used to be like September through March. Like that was my seasonal loop. Okay. Right? It's like a good six months. That's gnarly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? So uh, to shrink that, like how do you shrink that? How do you, like, how do you get your recovery time into such a small area like what do you what 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 would you do to shrink that yeah let's half of your year you find yourself depressed like mm. what would you like what i mean for me like i found myself again getting back into my little story it's like rigidity didn't work medication didn't work it was like oh i gotta i gotta talk to somebody yeah you know so i really gotta open up my my feelings yeah so i, I actually <laughs> wrote down some uh some tips that I've learned with depression is okay. uh, so one, obviously from my story, <coughs> reevaluate your medication if you're taking it, how much you're taking it. You're not taking it. Doesn't sound like you are, so no. that you don't need to even worry about that. No. Um, quit drinking. That's a great. Actually, look, I don't, uh, I don't drink. At very, very rarely I drink mm -hmm. now, and I really do notice. Like I will after if I have gone party like I used to, you wake up the next day and I'm super down. I'm super down for like three days. Yeah. And it's like, that's real. That's it's, a real thing. It's a drug and it messes with your chemical balance and it really does affect you. Um, go to therapy or meditate, which it sounds like you are trying to find a therapist. Definitely and you are find, meditating. A, find a new one and definitely meditating. Um, limit social media use. Definitely. And I can highly recommend just put people on pause, like block some people. Oh, like mute them? Yeah, just like get rid of them for a while. Mm -hmm. You can always revisit them. You can always go back and relive those fun memories or whatever you want. Like they'll always be there. Yeah. You don't have to force yourself to like be a part of that world. Mm -hmm. I actually um, just did a social media break, which I had a whole episode on, right. on here about it. And uh, my initial plan was to do a full month. But um, <laughs> between this whole uh, situation with my depression like that was really 
that. And so uh, between that and also just like staying, you know, I'm still pretty recently sober. It was just like a lot to be like, okay, I can't drink. I'm super depressed. I can't go on social media. I also like wasn't dating. So it was like so many like things to try to balance. And I was just like, okay, I did like two weeks of the social media to like detox. And that was really helpful. But right now I need to focus on getting out of this like funk that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, that's really not my focus anymore. But when I was off of it for like a solid two weeks, I felt a lot happier, a lot more connected. So that was something I recommend. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think if you're going to do anything new, if you're going to try a new medication or go on a purge of sorts, like set, your, set yourself up for a win and like get things that you like set up. Like if you want to hang out with someone, set a lunch. If you want to go somewhere, make plans. Yeah. If you want to watch that Netflix series, pick 10. Have them lined up. Set your, like, Take that little bit of anxiety off the table. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, a little bit of planning uh, for depression goes so far. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, one thing that's been helpful for me is getting a dog because oh I, my God. Yeah, I recommend that if kind of like loneliness is a trigger for you. Yeah, um, definitely. Getting a pet so you have that companionship. Yeah, I got a little Frenchie. Oh, he's you do? Yeah, he's turning eight on March 1st. Aww. I'm going to have a dog party. You should bring your dog. <laughs> my dog uh, my dog's a little bit aggressive with other dogs. I see. Maybe you don't bring but, your dog. But, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. It's a herder. It hurts. <laughs> he's a nos- yeah. Well, he's also, I, he's a rescue, and I think... Uh, there, I heard like a story about where he was living before, where there was like two other dogs and that were older, and they he they would bully him. Oh, what a bummer! I know. So he doesn't like dogs, but um, yeah, I'll come to the dog party. Oh well, we'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have dog treats. Um, another thing I found with depression is you kind of mentioned making plans to see people, so like not being alone. Um, that I think you'll just get yourself deeper into that depression if you're just sitting alone. I think sitting with your thoughts is tough, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you find yourself in that hopelessness phase or in that worthlessness phase. Um, this is where the planning or having things easily accessible comes in handy. Um, but yeah, get out. Just get outside. Feel mm-hmm. the sun on your face. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I decided to be like alone for a lot of the last two weeks, which was really made my depression worse and finally my best friend was like okay we're let's hang out and get dinner tonight and um that was really helpful i mean i, I was crying in a sushi restaurant <laughs> in west hollywood i mean what was a good but, sushi um, or? It, it was good i mean I, it, it was good sushi but um <laughs> yeah and i just that's it, tough I, it, it was what i needed i needed to be around people that love me and support me and absolutely I to talk about it a little bit absolutely and so, but instead of just being by myself like I was. Um. I find that it's so much easier to be a woman in, in that sense. Like to cry in public? Not just in public, just in general. Yeah. Like crying, it's like, I have to go to some weird spot to get crying. Mm. You know? Like I have to like, <laughs> like really be, really be hurting to cry. Yeah. And I wish. But do you feel better after? First, well, I have a gnarly headache, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I do feel better. Wow, like, you're crying hard. Yeah, like sobbing. Like yeah. I want to get to that sob level, because <laughs> I mean, then you really let it out. Like, yeah, yeah. I like the emotional release of a, a, a good cry. Yeah, sometimes it's good. Invite me to your funerals, people. I need to let this out. <laughs> I'm terrible at funerals. People, you don't even know. You're just, just invite me to a funeral. I'm feeling down. I can let it out and sob for your. You know, in the Chinese culture, it's they hire people to sob at funerals. No way. Yeah, because it's like respectful for how much people are wailing for the person dead. Wow. I'm just saying. Okay. I well, you. I think you found your new career. <laughs> oh God, another one. <laughs> um, also, I was gonna say going for a walk or exercising. Definitely get some endorphins. I mean. I don't know if you've seen the movie Legally Bl- Legally Blonde. With <laughs> Reese Withers. I have. I she, have. There's a great quote in there where she was talking about how she doesn't think that the fitness instructor killed her husband because she exercises and has endorphins and happy people just don't kill their husbands. That's true. And I, I learned a lot from that movie. Did you? Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Bend and snap. <laughs> um, also, don't overeat because <clears throat> I but it's so good <laughs> food is so good I you want to know how you gain 60 pounds on antidepressants <laughs> eating your feelings just keep taking the antidepressants <laughs> because I did that this week I overate oh my god what's your go to uh, froyo 
is my go-to. Oh my god, what's your flavor? I like the tart. Word. And then I just put some solid toppings on there. I'm big into pistachio. Oh, I don't think I've ever had pistachios. See that you love it or you don't. I'll you give know? it a shot. Try. Um, but <laughs> I would overeat, and then I would be even more depressed. Like I just feel like a blob, and I feel fat, and blah. right. So it didn't it didn't help my situation temporarily. It was like, oh, I feel good. I'm eating, but then right. I think the more you get the hang of your depression in a positive way, like you'll realize that you'll want to have negative behavior, and what you'll you'll finally come to realize is you'll have a little bit of forethought, and you'll go. Okay, if I do that, then in two weeks when I step on the scale, I'm going to be so mad at myself, mm. you know, and I'm just, I'm going to do all this over again. Yeah. You know, and then you can be, you can, you can avoid big, big mistakes like that. Like yeah. Gaining 60 pounds the <laughs> first time you get depressed. Um, also, a thing I really started to do is taking showers. <laughs> Like long showers? <laughs> Not f- I do take shower, taking like showers when I was down. Um, it just kind of like made me feel like better. Hot, soothing. Yeah, water. just I w- for yeah. you know there was times where I'm just sitting on the the on the floor, the bathroom floor or the tub, crying, crying with hot water on me. I gotta try that. So I got really into baths recently because I just got like a tub stopper because like you can't take a bath without that. Oh yeah. And yeah. so I got one of those. I mean, unless you live in like a modern place where the drain shuts. Unless you're not poor. I see. <laughs> yeah, so that's something. Do you use bath bombs or bubbles? Just bubbles, but I, I'm going to get some bath bombs. Bath but it's bombs. actually, my therapist was telling me, it's been like scientifically scientifically proven that like splashing cold water on your face or like the, any, the feeling of water like actually helps improve your, your mood. Absolutely. Um, also, the sound of water, like water mm, elements, if like you've ever thought about that. Okay, that I, makes sense. I would highly recommend that just to break up, just to have some running. Yeah. It's always like super soothing. Yeah. Do you fall asleep to like the rainforest or something? I here's the thing is I don't sleep a lot. Oh. And that's like a huge uh problem. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What what do you do? <laughs> I pace a lot mm. and I write a lot or I'll do creative stuff till like four or five and yeah. then try to go to bed and then I'm up at like nine or ten. Wow. Yeah. Are you tired right now? No. Nah. Mm-mm. You're just used to it. Yeah. Some people don't need that much sleep. That's not true. Get all the sleep you can. Uh, I just, I dislike sleeping a lot because I, from, you know, depression, anxiety, like my dreams are gnarly. Oh. You know? And yeah. so that's an uncontrollable part of my persona that yeah. sometimes uh, I'm hesitant to do. That's actually interesting that you brought that up because I've realized now I kind of didn't recognize this before my dreams have been kind of crazy this past two weeks yeah for sure and i was like what like very intense and like for me uh i have a very um i have a very good imagination and i can trick myself into anything and so like i can wake up upset and convinced of stuff Mm. it's like yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, when you have a bad dream like that, you can't shake that off. No, not so. at all. And there, and you know, just imagine waves and waves of that yeah. all the time. It's like nothing I want to be a part of. Yeah. Um, another. Which, thing. if you know any good sleep studies, <laughs> can help. Oh yeah, you, know. you can make some money. Oh, I I just want to go to sleep. Oh. I would love <laughs> that. Money would be dope too. Yeah, yeah. You just can know. anyone help? So if we have anyone out there that can help this guy. Yeah. There's the sleep like clinics where they watch you sleep and they take they put stuff on your body yeah and then yeah they yeah i've never d- i don't know much about it obviously but i don't yeah i don't know i don't know yeah mm. um another thing when i'm sad uh watching a comedy watching a funny movie or a funny netflix series like what's your go-to uh like feel? depression like rando movies yeah okay. give me your depression movie list <laughs> uh, okay depression movie list where do i start okay if i'm feeling like super down and i just want to laugh and like not care about anything I'll do any Will, Will Ferrell movie. Mm. Uh, my particular favorite is one called Semi Pro. Uh, it's where he played. He's a basketball star. Oh, okay. So it's Woody Harrelson. It's a terrible movie. Yeah. Cannot stop laughing. Okay. That's great. Uh, if I want to keep that going, I'll even go. Uh, I like Animal House. If I want to mm-hmm. go old school, if I want to go newer comedy stuff. Um, what did I just watch that I actually laughed out loud pretty hard? Oh, my God. Uh, Happy Time Murders. I've never seen that. It's with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, I like her. Yeah, it's... Sometimes. I would give it a strong B. 
Okay. But it's dynamite on a, on a one watch. Yeah. You know? One thing I realized is I want to watch things that um, I've seen a million times because it's oh. like comforting, like yeah. uh, Friends, like the TV show, or my favorite movie since I've been like eight is That Thing You Do. You ever seen that? Yes. That's like the With ultimate. The Eaters? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. Oh. That's like my favorite movie. So I I'll wanted. I loved that fucking song. That so thing you much. do. Yes. song. They had actually a lot of good songs, but um, I love. I'm I'm so thankful for Tom Hanks for making that movie. It's a great movie. Saved saved my my life. Okay, here's some <laughs> weird things to go to sleep to. Do you do you watch stuff or do mm-hmm. you listen to stuff? Yeah, I um, alternate between Gilmore Girls and Friends. I fall asleep. Those to are them. your two. Yeah. So my girlfriend go used to go to sleep to Friends every night. Yeah. Just like that. Me, it was like Archer for a long time. It's The Simpsons, and then it's <laughs> Archer. Oh my god! I thought you said Arthur, like the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur, I loved Arthur. You know, mm, like no, like the PBS. Character. Yeah, like because I'm so poor, I'm like, I only watch PBS. I'm so sorry. Archer, yes. Archer, Archer. Sorry, I'll no, no, no. Better. No, you're fine. Uh, Archer, uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Those are made from like the same dude, right? Uh, it's H. John Benjamin. Basically, yeah. if I could just get two hours of H. John Benjamin's voice, I could probably sleep. Yeah. For a good amount of time. Yeah. So that's like comforting. Right. Um, and then the final thing I have on my list is like doing a chore because I think just like completing something you feel like rewarded and like you did something and makes makes you feel good. I would even say instead of a chore, I would say a task. Yeah. If you could do a small task, like I said, like baking cookies. Yeah. Like that was a, your advice that you said. Like me. a positive task. It's like, ooh, I get to do these steps and at the end I get a reward. Yeah. And they're yummy. Yeah. That's and you get to good. share them with friends. Good recommendation. I actually learned that at a show from a dude who was uber depressed. Like a comedy show? Yeah. And he was he brought cookies for everyone. It was <laughs> like, I've been making cookies all night long. Like this is like and here's why. And then he like did it was insane. And wow. it's and it's worked. Like whenever I get super down, like I'll make cookies. I'll be like, Yeah, this isn't so bad. You know? Yeah, but then you eat like twelve cookies and you're well, like Well, you know. Yeah. I mean you win some, you lose some. Yeah, but still. Cool. I think that. Um, Did we do it? That was a good. Well, I think that was good. We're still going. Oh, okay. but I think we that was some good insight on depression. Well, you um, haven't listened to you said you listened to one episode of the podcast, right. so you don't are not familiar. I usually talk about um, reality television. My favorite. It's kind of how I, you know I like to end it on a positive note. Okay. Um, do you watch? You have a girlfriend, so does she? Oh, does she? <laughs> you're getting comfortable. Look at you. You're like, ooh. My leg is falling asleep, and it's like oh. I'm folding it over sometimes. Oh. So do you watch any reality TV? Um, No, not in the sense that you probably watch reality TV. Like, I just watch not something every that's... every moment of your life, like me? No. What okay. is what is consuming your life? Um, Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. What is that? I'd love to learn about that. That is Lindsay Lohan's reality show on MTV where she owns and runs a day club, beach club in Mykonos in Greece. Like Saved by the Bell, the summer years? No, more like real real world, like Dallas or Austin or one of the real worlds, basically. Just um, she hires these people from the U.S. to come work for her. And uh, it's just a lot of... You and I can go down there and work? Yeah, you kind of have to be, it seems like you have to have some bartending. I mean, semi-hot. You're like in a bikini. but I um, can rock a bikini. Yeah, but they basically just, uh, they don't even, like, they're not even servers or bartenders. They're they're called brand ambassadors, so their job is to bring people to the nightclub. They go out and they, like, find people and, like, they just promote the club. Yeah, and then they, like, drink with the people and sleep with the people and just party with the people, and it's uh, obviously... Doesn't work Mykonos. out. Doesn't work out. Island of the gods. <laughs> it doesn't work out for the best. Clearly, it's Lindsay <laughs> fucking Lohan at the goddamn helm. What could go wrong? Yeah, um, it's a great show. Very entertaining. Okay, it's a, l- a little dark at times. Oh, quick um, update on reality TV because I feel like I talk about a lot of the same shows a lot. Okay, but this is a, a new one. Big Brother, the Celebrity Edition is. What's Big Brother? Is that the one where they live in a basement or something? <laughs> They live in I a don't know. <laughs> they live in a house, not a basement. But they can't like go outside. I don't. 
I don't, I'm not that familiar with it, but they, li- they live in a house and there's like cameras in every room all over the place watch, watching every interaction and everything they do. Right, like Big Brother. Like Big Brother's right, watching right, you, right, exactly. Right, right. So this one, Lynn, uh, Dina Lohan, which is Lindsay Lohan's mother, is on <laughs> the, cele- the word celebrity is a stretch. Loose term. <laughs> Loose term. We, we've also got Casey Anthony's father. Uh, not a celebrity, but y- you know who he is. So, <laughs> what the fuck? So, <laughs> anyways, um, so Lindsay Lohan. Oh, Casey did not kill her. <laughs> I I know. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. I love it. Um, what was I saying? Oh, Dina Lohan. Dina Lohan. She's uh, she's on this. Not on pills. I, I don't know, but all I do know is that she's in a online relationship with someone she's been with for f- for five years. She never or, met. Him. I don't know that for years and never met him. Never even FaceTimed with him. And she's like planning on marrying him. A lot of faith. <laughs> That's a woman of faith right there. Um, can we get the guy from Catfish over here to l- look into this? Catfish? Let, let's just get the first 48 on site. Like, she's going to wind up dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let, let's get the rights to this story now. Yeah. We'll have a Netflix doc nine months. She's, she's going to be living in a basement. Chopped up in a basement. <laughs> How do you? And it's gonna be a new reality they, show. I mean, they must Dina Lohan in a basement. Like exchange pictures. I mean, I mean, like yeah, but it's probably. You think it's like prison style where she's like making him hold the newspaper? <laughs> you know, like is this the New York Times from how, yesterday? How do you even meet someone? Like, I guess a dating app, probably. How old's Dina Lohan? Dino, Dino, Dina. D- <laughs> I would guess in her sixties. You think she uses an app? Maybe Match. dot com. Maybe. I don't know, Christian Mingle. It just seems like so out of um, reality, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that you wouldn't FaceTime, meet, or if you're such a celebrity, fly to said person yeah. for a face to face. I know. Apparently, he won't FaceTime because he's <laughs> he's busy taking care of his horribly disfigured. <laughs> he's horribly disfigured. He's busy taking care of a ill family member, so he, <laughs> he can't. For five <laughs> years, bro? You can't snap a photo for five years? That is, she joined ISIS. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. I want to learn more about this, <laughs> if you guys know anything. Uh, you can uh, add her. I also, I'm in on this. You, you're invested now? Just for Dina's sake, yeah. and this this small sliver of this world. Five years. I yeah. I think it was five years. I don't know. My still. dearest Dina. Is it all <laughs> handwritten letters too? He's just sending postcards. Just straight snail mail. Yeah. Like that's it. Doesn't text. I don't know. But I gotta learn more. Okay. News. But um, so the reality television I watch mm-hmm. is it's so weird and football? Mm, <laughs> that's correct. I watch football, y'all. <laughs> uh it's actually hockey, okay? Uh no, it's a show called Hellier. What's that on? It's on Prime. It's six episodes. It's basically, think of like Ghost Hunters, but like higher end budget. Okay. Uh, basically, it's about these people who got an email for, to a dead email like address. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, there's these goblins who have who come out of these mines in Kentucky. You have to come investigate. Is this a comedy? This. No. It's dead serious. Okay. Everyone in this town is bizarro. Everyone sees like goblins or aliens. It's Do they ever show them? Um sort of. Hmm. It's gnarly. And it, it the the ghost hunting aspect of it is like whatever, but the town there's something wrong in yeah. this town. Like there's these like people are the so off. Like it's just like what is happening? Lack of oxygen. Lack of a lot <laughs> of things. <laughs> Basic communication yeah. skills. Uh, anyway, it's six I'll episodes. It, it was out. fun. Eh, yeah. Give the first one a watch. I mean, you'll know. Like within ten minutes, you'll be like, "No, fuck this." Mm-hmm. Or you'll be like, "No, give it ten more minutes." Okay, I should branch out into some other reality. TV I feel like there's a lot going on in the old world of reality television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know wh- I, why I'm so. Do you like the train wreck aspect of it? Like you can't look away because mm. it's so embarrassing for them? I think it's just the drama aspect where it's just like, it's like reading, an, you know, a novel. It's just, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to think about this and I'll get back to you. All right. Maybe I'll, I have therapy tomorrow. I'll talk about it with my therapist. <laughs> okay. Bring it up. I mean, it seems like a waste of your money. But yeah. <laughs> if you have none to talk of about. Of $100 per Oof. week. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, like Jason said, you can find him at, at Jason Awesome That's on Instagram. That's correct. That's right. Uh, me at, at Lindsay Cowan. And also... I've mentioned this before. I have an email. If people want to email um, questions or topics or anything, any feedback at Sobermail or Soberland Podcast at gmail.com. We were gonna we tried this segment last week where somebody sent in sent, uh, sent in a question and we went over it and reviewed it. We were calling it Sobermail. Trying Ooh, to think of Sobermail. A, of a clever name. But um yeah. I like that. You like it? Okay. Yeah. Well we'll continue with Sobermail once we receive more um, questions and emails. So yeah, emails um remember to subscribe rate review right if you don't like podcasts watch the new vodcast oh yeah there'll be a link in the bio yeah now i can talk about this subscribe and comment and all that good stuff so um cool thank you jason thank you for having me on all right see you guys later